0: Have you ever thought that minor tweaks can actually lead to major wins in your financial plan? Today, we're going to talk about some of those, right? We're going to explore this, this powerful world of just simple financial adjustments, some small steps you can be taking today to have a big impact on your future. That's coming up next on the Retirement Reality Podcast.
1: It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal
0: Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, glad to have you on the show today. I'm Ben George, along with Mike Coynan, founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. You can find them online at principalpreservationservices.com. Mike, what's going on today?
1: Well, it's getting close to Thanksgiving, yeah. and um, we got big client events coming out. Christmas. I mean, it, it just the, the years just flying by. You know, when I just felt like it was just July, and now here it is. Know. You know, mid-November as we're recording this today, but we've already had a snowfall. <laughs> um, we. So that's a little depressing. We already had a couple inches of snow on Halloween. It's fortunately melted, but uh, we're hoping we're hoping that the farmers almanacs correct and we're going to have a lighter winter this year. Last year was a very you know a very tough winter with a lot of snowfall.
0: Yeah, I think I saw, I don't know if it was specific to all the country, but I, I noticed there were some reports that it's going to be maybe a, not as as cold, but maybe a wetter winter, which could lead to more snowfall. So I'm hoping that's not the case, uh, especially enough for you guys. You get, you get your fair share, don't you?
1: We do. <laughs> and we had a lot last year, and it didn't help. We didn't have the best person, you know, I don't even know who was snow plowing. We hired a company, uh, and they didn't do a very good job. So this year we went and bought our own machine. Oh, nice. So no excuses. You're not going to be out there, are <laughs> you? I will. It's going to okay. be fun. Like we it. bought we bought our own uh UTV with a snow blower on the front, not a plow, oh, so wow. we can bl- blow it into our yard. Yeah. I think last year the the side of the driveway got so built up with high snow and it freeze and melt and freeze and melt. Mm-hmm. It got hard as a rock. So we're going to blow it into the yard this year and we should have a pretty nice driveway, you know, with the machine we bought.
0: Very good. Well, if you're looking to make your way to either one of the offices there, either in Woodbury, Minnesota, or Hudson, Wisconsin, hopefully the path will be clear for you throughout the winter. <laughs> but you can always connect over the phone as well if you prefer to do that at 855-987-8888. So we're talking about some small steps you could be taking to have a big impact. And I think that's the, that's the important thing, I think, in this conversation to me, Mike, is that it's not about... Trying to hit a home run, right? It's about doing these small things consistently that can have a lot of success over the long term.
1: Right, and doesn't mean you're doing each one perfectly right, right. away. It's just making little changes, little progress is important, and that just builds the confidence to do more and to do more. See, so you're not going to master all these right off the bat, but it's just to be you know cr- creating new habits. That's mm-hmm. what it's about.
0: Yep. All right, so we got ten items we're going to run through today. Let's start off with. This one, number one here, not in particular order, but keeping the right amount of cash on hand, Mike. This is a, a, something that doesn't take a lot of change, right, to, to kind of get this right or maybe make some adjustments here, but it could, it could go a long way.
1: Yeah, and when we looked at back you know, three and a half years ago, coronavirus, and we, nobody wants to talk about that again, but you know, what hurt a lot of those people who were getting behind on rent and car payments and mortgages were the people who didn't have, they were living paycheck to paycheck and they didn't have a cash reserve. Um, you know, and then they called the essential businesses and we get uh, that whole mess. But while you're working, this is what I recommend while working. You should have three to three months, up to six months of your expenses put away in some kind of cash, whether it's cash on hand, checking savings, whatever it might be. We're not talking about IRAs. We're not talking about 401ks. Those are taxable events. We want cash availability, um, on hand while working. Because if something happens, you need emergency, you need to get on a plane somewhere, you need, you know, if you're living out the country, you got a well pump that goes out, you have a tree that falls over the driveway, septic issue, whatever it might be, you have money for emergencies. When you are, and what if you, you know, also slip on ice and you, you don't have disability insurance? Well, now all of a sudden you need some money on on hand to be out of, work for, out of work for a month or two. While you're retired, you need to have a little bit bigger. You need to have six to 12 months of your expenses set aside. Because now you're on a fixed income, now you know, dealing with some government issues this year when they're talking about threatening to shut down the government, what if, what if they did? And what if you didn't get social security payments for a month or two? Well, I mean, reality is that's always a threat that they like to bring up. And what if that ever happened? Um, at least you'd be prepared for that. So have the right amount of cash in, on hand. Now, there's so many people that it's just the opposite. They've got two to three years, sometimes longer, yeah. of cash built up. i like, now you're hurting yourself. Now you have too much in cash. Um, with these inflation rates, you're losing money per year. Um, it's, it's, it's overkill there. But I think three to six while, while working, six to 12 months
0: of expenses
1: when you're retired.
0: All right, so starting off with keeping the right amount of cash on both ends, right? Both extremes is so important. All right, Uh, second small step, clean up those old life insurance policies. I know a lot of people have had their policies for 15, 20 years, Mike, but what can you do to, to maybe improve your situation there?
1: Yeah, it's good to look at some of these policies, these whole life policies. Sometimes they're paid up, you don't have to pay anything else anymore. Sometimes you can call the companies we've done with some people, they don't need as much life insurance anymore. He says, you know what? If we were to stop making payments, can we be paid up to a certain amount? We can re- reduce that death benefit. So that's an option. And then you're just using that life insurance to, you know, really, for a lot of people are just looking for something to pay for the funeral and some minor expenses. We're finding as you get into retirement or close to it, you're not needing any life insurance or very little compared to what you needed when you're both working. Look at those term policies. They might be coming up here in, in a year, two, or three years. And you want to make sure if you need a little extension, apply for life insurance sooner than later because as you, every year you get older, it gets to be more expensive. And again, I, I'm a big fan of just having a prepaid funeral expense trust, whether you have enough money for for that or not, because we don't know where your situation would be when you're 85, 95, somewhere in there and something happens to you and you pass. We want to make sure your kids are not going to be burdened having to pay for that funeral expense you can put money aside for that and a lot of times it's through a irrevocable life insurance plan to cover that but definitely good to look at life insurance isn't as needy you know once you're you know in your 60s and on uh, as it was when you're in your 20s 30s and 40s I
0: right, were talking about some financial tweaks that matter and can make a big difference uh, in your financial plan over the long term Again, if you have questions, you can always call 855 to get in touch with Principal Preservation Services. Our third one on our list here, Mike, small step, but just consolidate those old 401ks, right? It's very common for people just to leave them behind and forget about them, but there's yeah. probably a better use for it.
1: Yeah. I'm, we're not a huge fan of leaving money in a 401k plan, even when you're working, when you're past 59 and a half, because they limit how much you know, uh, how you can invest it, you know, 15 to 20 different allocation options. And half of those are target date funds, which are pathetic, in my opinion, uh, because how they're they're just, they're not uh, risk managed in a sense, you know, where the market's at, they're managed based off of the percentage of stocks, bonds. And right now with the increasing rate environment, the bonds have been suffering in those plans. And we've seen people being down 20 to 30% in these target date funds. So be very careful, but consolidating Absolutely, you should, in our opinion, have IRAs because it gives you the most flexibility in retirement how to withdraw the money. Let's just say you have four, four old four one ks, three, you know, three or four doesn't really matter. You have to take your your RMD separately out of each four k once your RMD age, you know, at seventy three years old or older. Well, if you have three or four IRAs, the IRS says you can take all your RMDs out of one of your IRAs for all of them, as long as it's enough to cover for all of them. Well, you can't do that with 401Ks. Hmm. So there's a lot of limitations you do have um, with these 401Ks. And if you have a Roth 401K, a lot of people don't know that you're required to take a Roth uh, uh, RMD, a required minimum distribution out of your Roth 401K when you're 73 or older. Well, it's tax-free withdrawals, but you're forced to lose that money out of your 401K and you know take it out of that Roth 401K and... Um, and, and lose that potential tax-free growth. So not a huge fan of leaving money in 401ks. You should, really shouldn't. They were actually designed to keep your money there to get an employer match while working. They're not really good distribution accounts.
0: All right. Well, uh, as we talked about, not every one of these small tweaks may apply to you, and this is one that might not. But for those that do, you, you want to check out those managed accounts that you have and just reconsider them if you're not getting the amount of management that you probably like or maybe that you're paying for.
1: Yeah, sometimes people come in here. For, you know, maybe I do an educational seminar. And they they want us to review their plan. They're not clients of ours yet, but we're finding that man, they haven't met with their advisor for you know two years, four years, five years, six years, you know, and um, until they maybe want to make a switch, then all of a sudden they'll hear from them and their advisor gets all mad, you know. But you want to make sure you're getting value for what you're paying for, and you know, so you can't expect to make. Money when the market's negative—that's unfortunate. There is risks with being in the market. So just to be fair, you know that's you have to understand when the markets are down, and you expect to be making money—that's not being very realistic here. Mm -hmm. But have you been holding the same investments for the last ten years, fifteen years, twenty years? We see that a lot. You want to make sure you're investing as you should be today, where you are today, risk wise, age wise, retirement wise. Um, and not just holding the investments that really aren't fitting and they don't represent who you are as a person today. So I've, and I think a lot of, a lot more people Ben are are more aware kind of with uh, what's going on in the US and other countries that mm-hmm. they want they want to invest in certain you know in certain companies. I had certain people said I don't want to invest in these companies. I've had certain people say I only want to invest in US companies. so they're very concerned what they're investing as well, and that maybe didn't matter. Three, four, five years ago, but it matters to them today.
0: Yeah, and kind of along the same lines here, our uh, our next one here on the list number five is just think about replacing those high expense mutual funds. And this is something mm-hmm. you might not even know you have, right?
1: A lot of people don't. You know, when I, I we do a risk analysis of how they're investing today uh, with their current advisor, we're going to show them. You know, with these costs of these mutual funds, you know, you might see them. You know, maybe half a percent on the low end. We've seen them. I've seen them well over two percent, you know, hmm. uh, for just the, the the expense of that mutual fund. And people yep. are like, "I didn't know," and I said, "Did you know you paid a load fee?" And they's like, "I didn't know." Do you know that there's a twelve b one fee, which is a trailer commission? No. Yeah. Or they had a C fund, and those C funds are very expensive. So there's a lot of um, unawareness, and just they weren't educated, and were they fully disclosed? Some might, and they didn't remember it, and some will honestly say, I don't remember if it was. I'll give them the benefit or heard of the benefit of the doubt. They did, but a lot of people said, I know for the fact they never informed me of these of these costs. Otherwise, I wouldn't have done it, So, but we'll make it aware, and it's up to you what you want to do with it. You just have to make those decisions based off the information that's given to you, and we just want to give you as much information of what you're investing in as possible.
0: Absolutely. Again, if you want to get in touch with Mike and go through your portfolio, your investments, see if you have any of these that uh, you should maybe reconsider. Again, 855-987-8888 or online, principalpreservationservices.com. All right. We talked about this on our last episode is kind of some tax planning notes before the end of the year. But again, this is one of the small steps that you can take that really can have a big impact. I think this is one that comes to mind, Mike, is just analyzing those tax, the tax efficiency of your investments.
1: Yeah, sometimes people come in and they have these individual or non-qual, you know, these non-qualified accounts, individual or joint, and we're we're looking at the holdings that they're in, and these holdings, like in these mutual funds, that sometimes you know we'll go on Morningstar, we'll go on a Yahoo Finance, and I'll just show it I was like this has hundred twenty-five or hundred thirty percent turnover per year, and they're like what's that mean? I said they're just changing the investments constantly. I said even if you didn't sell your investments. They're moving the holdings within that account, and you can have these, these, uh, you know, taxable, uh, you know, income from this even when you didn't make a trade. They are, and so you have to make sure that you're investing appropriately in those type of non-qualified holdings, and um, and you fully understand what the consequences are when you move and make a sale. You have gains or losses, and they're either long-term or short-term, and so you have to understand on those non-IRAs, those those non. Uh, those non-qualified accounts, you know, how they are invested. So you remember, you got tax-deferred money, which is like your IRAs, 401Ks. So you have tax, tax-free Roth accounts, and then you have the non-qualified accounts, and those can be triggered anytime wh- whether uh, income that's long-term or, or short-term gains or losses, based off of did you make a trade or did the fund manager make a trade? And that can happen as well, but those are different brackets with the long-term capital gains rates. just understanding the different type of accounts you have uh, will help. I think understand help you understand more of the tax consequence of those. And sometimes you want to take advantage at the end of the year of selling some of those investments that might be a loss to take advantage of the, maybe a long-term capital loss to have a savings on your tax returns next year and getting something maybe more appropriate, some better some better investments.
0: Right, we're talking about some just some tweaks, some small steps you can be taking with your financial plan. Uh checking your beneficiary designations. It might seem like something you've done before. Oh, these are mm. should be all set, but you'd be you'd be surprised how many people overlook an account or two that just doesn't have an updated beneficiary.
1: Yeah. I've seen it before they've had their ex spouse on there or their spouse who has passed. And you know, I've I've had them sometimes where I've seen it says uh, beneficiary to the estate of. I said, do you understand what it says to the state of, this is going to probate? You should never have your IRA go to probate. Um, you, you don't want any of your, your accounts go to probate. So you have to make sure that these are updated. If you had any change of life event, uh, you should definitely be looking at, make sure your beneficiaries are right, primaries, contingents, it doesn't cost any money to change them. Just make sure they're appropriate and is, the money's gonna go to where you want it to go or even to charities.
0: I got a few more here on our list. Uh, what about rebalancing your portfolio? This is one. I guess this could even be a big step potentially, depending on what your portfolio looks like. But taking that time to to rebalance every year.
1: Yeah, a lot of these portfolios are automatically being rebalanced at a certain time. Sometimes you got to contact your advisor to have it rebalanced. And but reality is, you want to make sure that you understand your risk and the the investment you're at, and maybe resetting or changing your portfolio to something more fitting. Today. You know, if you're coming to a retirement here in the next year, you might not want to be in the full, you know, full risk in the market right now. If you already had your, your retirement, you have enough money to, to be retired, and that money is going to last to your 100 or later. W- why put all your retirement dollars at risk in some higher risk in investments? You might want to take a big chunk of that and put it into something guaranteed safe. Mm-hmm. Or just pull it out of the market in the meantime. Yeah. So the key is you have to understand where you are at retirement-wise, close to or in it, and find out what is your risk tolerance and be a, you know and, and match your investments to where you are.
0: All right. What about your emergency fund balance? Are you maybe underestimating how much you have there because this might can can really assist you in the need that something pops up that you need to pay for.
1: Yeah, and I think it kind of goes with, you know, number one here, the right amount of cash on hand. I think a lot of people are using, thinking that their emergency fund balance should come from, you know, their their stock account, you know, uh, their individual account, their 401ks. Oh, I can take a... um, I can take a loan on my 401 case and I just think that's a poor habit to get into. Or I have an open line HELOC, home equity line of credit, that I can pull money out. And I'm like, that's not really the best place to be taking money out for emergencies. You should definitely have money in cash, checking savings accounts. Um, not to be not take money out of your IRAs and pay taxes not take money out of your 401ks and pay taxes not increase your home equity line of credit at 8 or 8.5% today and you know where a 401k loan you know you got to pay yourself back interest you know I'm just not a fan of taking you know those are loans in a sense you want to take it out of cash something that's not going to be a taxable event when you take out money for emergencies
0: All right, last one number 10 on our list here today for financial tweaks you can be making Automate your savings, Mike, seems so simple, but just doing this so that you don't have to think about it, just ha- happens every single month, can really help you prove as a saver.
1: Yeah, we, when you don't, sign, the money doesn't hit your hands, it's sometimes best to just have it go directly to the location you want it to go to. So when you have, uh, some people are taking money out of their pay stub, it goes directly to their bank savings account, It's automatic goes into their, you know, 50 or 100 bucks a month into their savings account. That's great. So you can build up that emergency fund, but you also want to automate your 401ks. And so and instead of picking a dollar amount that goes into your 401ks every paycheck, it should be a percentage of your income. So as you get raises, it should be automate you know automatic what goes in there. So you know, just say you're putting a thousand dollars a month into your 401k, but you got a raise. But now you know you just say you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, but you get a raise. Well now you take a percentage of that. As your, your income went up, so should your 401k contributions. So it should always be increasing and increasing. So you're going to see some of that raise. You're going to see some of that raise go into your 401k. And so the key is just make it automatic. So you're not having to get the forms from human resources or call the number on the 1-800 number to get the documents, to, to change your contributions or log into the website, which could be confusing for companies, and then have to go in every year or six months as you get raises to change your allocations. Because you know what? If it's too much work, people forget, and they don't do it. And they're like, I forgot my login and password, I'll just do it some other day, and it doesn't happen. So you wanna make sure it's just automatic, it's gonna help your accounts grow faster and bigger than you, than, um, you anticipated than if you didn't do that. So make it automatic savings and retirement.
0: All right. Well, hopefully you're already taking these steps to improve your financial future. But if you're not, again, these are some great places to start. Little things it might seem like, but they can go a long way over time. And again, this is the reason why you want to work with a financial advisor that can help you with these steps and make sure you're taking each of these steps every single year. Again, if you haven't uh, found somebody to work with, you can do so by getting in touch with Mike, uh, find out what they have to offer, and have that first meeting with them at Principal Preservation Services, you can give them a call at 855-987-8888. I know, Mike, these are things that you're talking about all the time with your clients, right?
1: Absolutely. yeah. These are the regular conversations that we're having every time they come in for review. So um, a lot of our clients are already on, on some of these are um, redundant. Yeah, because we've had this conversation But for our clients who are already retired and they're not contributing. Some of these don't apply, but we are having these
0: conversations all the time with our clients. All right, I got a couple of questions I want to run your way here, Mike, from our mailbag and get your thoughts. I'll start with one from Jim. Jim says, we have homes in two different states, and we really like both of them, but we're also both 57 years old and would like to retire at 60. Is it worth selling one of the homes to make this work?
1: No, Jim, it depends because um – you know, what's your expenses and will you be able to maintain those or do you have the money in your budget to be traveling back and forth between these, these two homes? You know, the key is one thing I would also recommend, if you're going to keep the homes, you should be doing a is proper estate planning, typically a trust because a trust, you can protect both state both of those properties in each state away from probate with a trust where a will doesn't do that. So I would consider that if you're going to keep those properties. But the key is, Jim, is come in. Let's find out, can you afford to have both of those uh, in retirement if your income is going to be less and have that money to, to maintain them? Who's going to watch them? You know, how many months will you be at one property or the other? Are you going to rent that out? So some people are turning these second homes into a Airbnb, VRBO, um, some supplemental income and able to keep those properties. And that might be an option as well.
0: All right. Very good question, Jim. Again, follow up to get a better answer and to kind of go through your situation completely. Uh, how about Jack? He says... I've been paying off debt aggressively for many months and I almost have it all knocked out. Once it's done and I don't have any more payments, I'll have almost 5,000 that I can save each month. I'm 53 and I feel <coughs> behind with my retirement savings. So I want to be aggressive with this money so I can catch up. What should I do with it?
1: Well, Jack, I think that's great. You get your debt paid off. I think now is a great opportunity to look at your contributions and where you assess where you are retirement wise. Um, obviously if you have a 401k plan it's great you can contribute um, it all depends where your income is at as well i will be looking at roth 401k's if you have that also roth iras you know you can contribute more to 401k's than you can iras you know um, That's just the rules when it comes to that. In 2023, $30,000 is your max contribution, plus employer matches on top of that. And IRAs are only $7,500. So we just make sure that income-wise it fits for you to do both. Now, it definitely makes sense to be doing that. Now, you can also invest in non-IRA retirement accounts. And so that's something to be considering um, looking at some other options besides Roth accounts and uh, traditional Uh, IRAs and 401k accounts, maybe some non-qualified individual accounts, uh, maybe building up emergency savings, um, maybe looking at some properly funded, you're young enough to be looking at some, some, probably some pretty good rates and some um, cash value life insurance as well. Um, Maybe not whole life, that's a little more expensive, but it all depends on what your your goals and needs are. We can make sure that uh, your real estate's paid off. You got the bad debt off, it looks like, but Maybe you have some debt on your house, and we could look at what that interest rate is there as well.
0: All right. Thank you for that question. If you have something on your mind, would like to run it by Mike on the podcast, you can always send it in to us via the website, principalpreservationservices.com, or just feel free to call and ask the question directly to the team there. You can do that at 855-987-8888. But some great steps, hopefully, that you can take uh, right now and implement in your financial life to get a better uh, leg up on the future. So, Mike, thanks for taking us through this today, and we'll do it again soon.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you, Ben. Investment advisory services offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. AlphaStar, Principal Preservation Services, LLC, and Principal Wealth Services, LLC are separate and independent entities. Insurance products are offered through Principal Preservation Services, LLC, a Minnesota and Wisconsin insurance agency. Investment advice is offered through Principal Wealth Services, LLC. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products offered by Principal Preservation Services, LLC. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered or guaranteed by AlphaStar.